Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Buzz babies, we are back for another episode, and this week I've got the writer of one of my favorite comics. A while back, I read this crazy alien tale called Stargazer, and it moved me to tears. I, I love alien abduction stories. It's It also had these straight cast of characters, tons of emotion, tons of great art. Uh, now we're back to talk about this writer's new book, Shows End. I didn't know I was into carnival comics until just recently. I've got Anthony Cleveland in the house. He is so talented. He's so awesome. He's so nice for spending a night with me when I'm sure he's got other shit to do. Anthony, how you doing tonight, sir? Hey. <laughs> awesome intro thank you for that yeah <laughs> no that, that's I, I like to start the show here so that when it peters off and i fail you later like you know i, I got you lifted up already so we, hey, we, i'm there, drift. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> um again i am i'm super excited to uh talk about the uh the, the, your comics um like for real man stargazer is one of my favorite books i i stumbled across it because of the, the art and the logo right like it very much sticks out in the color palette in that wonderful trade volume one cover uh which is the, the original number one cover but um a while back i was on this other podcast uh that that i uh i, I quit a lot of podcasts that's why i do it by myself now because i can't quit myself and uh so i was on this podcast and to kind of like we did like practice runs uh where we kind of like worked with each other and saw how each other vibed and, and so like we do like these before we did our first real show we did these practice episodes and each week like one of us picked a book uh for everybody to check out and so this one week i was like i was like guys i, I was like i really want to check out the stargazer book and everybody loved it like everybody was like holy shit and everybody was super into it uh the you know the, the alien abduction story is so great the the, the family aspect of it all uh the, you know the, the tension and stuff i just reread it to get ready to talk to you again and i was like the same it's still like even the parts that i knew were coming like still hit me in the feels uh and and now like i've i've stumbled across this new comic and now i've known i i'm gonna i will throw myself under the bus here I've known about shows in for a while, but I didn't know that if it, it was like a comic book for me, like I was like, you know, I, I liked yeah. Carnival, but like the Carney stuff that I've just, that's not really like my jam. And I am so glad I read it because holy shit, like volume one was great. And then volume two does like eight lines of cocaine and a bottle of whiskey and goes even <laughs> hard. Like it just, it like it ramps up and, and it gets so much like volume two gets so much crazier. Um, and it's so like, it's so different. I've never really read anything. You know, it, it's, it blends like the fantastical and it's a little bit horror and a little bit creepy. And, and then as volume two comes on, we get that like cultish, the, the, the cult comes up and the weird kind of religion and the gods and like, 
where where did you get this like how, like the way you script it the way like the, to outline the story like did because you go from like you take you take it past 10 you go to 11 and 12 sometimes and like when you were writing that did, were you ever kind of like man we're doing too much or i need to back off a little bit or like you know like jumping the shark kind of but you you jump the shark but it works right it doesn't it doesn't take away yeah from like i I got excited for like the little things in that book. And I think from the little things they built like two crazy big things. Like I just wanted, I, I love like, I love chainsaws and pigs and horror movies. I love motel hell. I love playing manhunt as a kid, the PlayStation game. And I'm like, man, I just, I just want to have some pig face chainsaws in this. Like that would be nice. And like, from there it was just like giant pig monsters with chainsaw arms and we went we, we didn't hold nothing back this time and it was just fun to like step back and like just see jeff go because he went when it came down to like the um that he has these like uh premonitions and just sees what's going on like yeah. that splash he did is nuts like i've never seen him go that crazy with gore and just monsters like if we're fortunate enough to come back for number three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna load him up again, and I'm gonna throw in like <laughs> little things, little suggestions, and like let him go because that's when Jeff does it. Like if you read like any of his other stuff, he puts so much small details in that. You know, every there could, there could be a, like a, a small character in the background that could have its his own series. I, I love working <laughs> with Jeff; it's just awesome. But uh, yeah, super talented, and de definitely no lazy panels. Tons of background, tons of details. Artists like that always impress me because, uh, you know, Tony Gregori, a friend of the podcast, also a real talented artist. Uh, he did like TMNT recently. He does some Kickstarter stuff um, and he's worked with Dark Horse. Like he told me, you know, work, you know, work smarter, not harder. It's not you're never a lazy artist. Right. But he learned, like he talked about like when he was younger. It was as many details as he could, fully rendered backgrounds and everything. And then, you know, as you get more comfortable, you realize like you can you can hone the reader's focus, right? And you can mm -hmm. you can make them focus on a point and then kind of like let the background blur out in a sense, right? And not, and not yeah. have to fill in all those details. Yeah. But I really appreciate artists that are like, nah, I'm still gonna do it like the crazy way. And there's all these details, but your focus is still where it needs to be but then you can kind of go back and pick out little details like you mentioned that, that's like, what i was gonna I think say that's awesome. yeah it's it's the, it's the uh replay value i guess the reread value that you can get yeah. with like there's definitely there for it villainous is the same way shows on is like that the first one um i think what you know even catching references that you know he puts in or i put in is fun um, but yeah, like carnival stuff, like it, it, like dark carnival is pretty played out, and I understand why some like people are apprehensive to pick it up because it really is like it's it's pretty played out. I think we started just after um, American Horror Story wrapped theirs. I mean, this is way back. Oh, okay. So like it was it was just a big wave of you know creepy carnival stuff, and like what how I tried to make it different was take what I liked from the old like universal movies and then mix it with a lot of anime tropes and the manga tropes that I liked. But you see a lot in anime where it's, you know, you have this tiny character that can get crazy, violent, um, that you don't expect to do, you know, what they do. And that's I think where a lot of Lorelei came from. Uh just a big thing in a small package and that was easy to <laughs> definitely build and go yeah but yeah like you know like just blood splattered little girls that like can shit up like they just i don't know like that, that's something you see a lot like i said in anime and manga like you yeah. don't expect it and i think subverting things like that i think that would kind of pulled me into it and 
you know, doing some references that don't get really mixed together. Like you wouldn't mix uh, the 1932 Freaks or Universal Monster movie with, you know, modern anime and manga that you see around. Yeah, it it um it, it de- like I said, I really did kick myself from when I when I finally read it. And I was because I was like, you know, like I said, I, I wasn't sure that it was for me. And then holy shit, if it wasn't like I loved every panel. And like you mentioned, like I'm recently in the last year um, getting I used to watch quite a bit of anime as a kid. My first job was at Blockbuster in high school and I used to rent like a lot of the uh, DVDs and stuff uh, of anime and and I watch some weird shit because you get all these free rentals all the time and eventually you run out of stuff to watch. So you just start grabbing yeah. random shit when you're like when it's dead and you're like walking around putting DVDs back and you're like, oh, man, I'll try this. Uh, and, and so like, I used to be real into anime and, and I, I'm kind of getting back into that now, but what's making me do that is a year ago, I read Akira and it blew my fucking mind. And now (laughs) I can't, I can't stop buying manga and I'm really into the new stuff. And I'm, you know, like I'm getting, I picked up Dragon Ball and I'm, I'm reading these like, you know, iconic things that are new to me, but everybody else knows so much about. Uh, and it's, it, I do see a lot of that, that kind of like fast paced insanity, um, you know, high, high on, high on visual and like, and, and physicality, like, and, and everything moves a little bit faster than, than some mm-hmm. Western comics yeah. and, and, and your shows in very much does that. Like it's definitely a goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a snowball. It, it starts mm-hmm. go, going and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then, you, and then you can't control it anymore. And then you're just like, you're just like holding on for dear life, not knowing where the fuck it's going to go. And, and, and you're, you're loving it. Like, you know, you're, you're on that ride and it's just, I've never read anything like it. Hey, I don't know that there are a lot of carnival comics out there. If, if you know, I haven't, I haven't read them. And yeah. uh, I think it's, I think it's a good horror entry. Uh, and I also love, uh, and, and you're really good at this, the, um, the family aspect. Like I've, I noticed, I was thinking about this interview and I thought about like all the feels in Stargazer. And then I thought about like, you know, as we see Lorelai's attachment to this new cast and this new found family emerge, right? And then and then in Silverback, we have the brothers, uh, you know, and like uh or silver hair. Did I just silver skin? I know you man. Silver skin. One of the silver something. Silverback is a gorilla, silver hair is an old guy. Silver Skin is the comic that Anthony wrote, uh, but even that was that was really good. And um, and again, thank you for like uh, when I hit you up on on Twitter forever ago, you, you sent me a copy of that because it uh, when all when all the Comicsology clusterfuck happened, like it looks like you were one of the titles that got the indie titles that got like buried or taken down for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of a uh, that was a bummer because I really liked that issue zero. And, I'd like and I like one day. No, yeah, no. like uh, what are you? What are because the way you ended that comic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of say you, it almost read like a, a crowdfunded like closeout, right? But it wasn't because you mm-hmm. mentioned that you paid for everything, and I love how it was funny because you were like, if if you bought it, stole it, or I gave it to you, like tell people about it. Anyway. I, I still carry that. I'm, I'm. I it means the world to me when someone like there's so many other ways you can spend your time, choosing to spend with something you know that I wrote and did like that it means the world to me I, I don't care if you hated it or loved it just the fact that you took the time and took a chance on it is awesome to me um yeah when i the group that i was with when we all read stargazer one of the guys in the podcast is who, who's told me about silver skin he was like he was like oh i know this writer he wrote this werewolf book and i was like I, I love where like i love werewolves i feel like zombies and vampires get like all the love and and werewolves 
are kind of always like a backstory or an add-on. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, just, I, I need you to do more. I need, like, I don't, like, however you want to do it. Like, we need to. I want that. I want the. I want the issue one to like happen somewhere. And I, I it's really good. And, and I hope. Yeah. I, and I wish more people could get to read it because now it's like. I'll give it to you. Hit, Anybody wants, yeah. I'll give it to you for free. Yeah, just hit me up. I'll get you a link. But no, like everything from Silver Skin got rolled over into Stargazer. So the flashback about uh, the note that they fight mm-hmm. over in the in that, like that was a scene from Silver Skin that got taken over. So I recycled and cannibalized everything from Silver Skin and put it into Stargazer. I don't know if that's where Silver Skin would have ended up, um, the same bummer ending, but um, it, it was nice to try to get, I don't know, silver skin exercised out of my head a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like, there's like, it was my first book. Like I was thinking about that one today. I, if there could be one reaction video I would do, it would definitely be to that one. There's so much stuff I've learned from just the years. Um, I don't know. I probably would not scrap zero, but like I would do a lot of things differently. Mm-hmm. I think even narratively, um, it borrows a lot from like a too many werewolf movies that aren't, I don't know, like even like ginger snaps is a sibling dynamic. Um, yeah. and like the, the, the ghosts, I would get rid of that. Cause that's like, that's too close to American werewolf in London and American <laughs> werewolf in uh, Paris. Yeah, like I, I have ideas. I don't stop thinking about it. I mean, I, I would go back to it, but I think if I was to do it again, it would probably be a young adult novel. I would probably lean more towards okay. that. Um, just There's more money in that than comics too, right? There's yep. <laughs> yep. Anything. Any, I, don't, I, I could stand <laughs> in a street corner with a cup in my hand and make more. No, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm talking like um, just getting work. It's, it's hard to get jobs and keep the yeah. ball rolling, the momentum going. When you do get a job, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. But when, it's, when there's nothing going on, it sucks. And it happens far too often, the, the lull. I don't know what to do with myself. I have nothing going on right now. So I'm yeah. like, what, what project do I start? Like, what do I do? So I'm kind of like hopping around and researching, I guess, and seeing if I can get any seeds to any more ideas. No wonder you were you were crazy enough to come on my show. You're like, I don't have anything else going on. I just, I'll, I'll talk to this weirdo for an hour. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad though, because like I said, man, I when I started podcasting, when we were doing those practice episodes, and you blew my mind with Stargazer, like all I thought was like how cool it would be to get to like interview you, right? And and I'm still not used to where i'm at now and and you know like i get i get blown off a lot or ignored too it's not you know it's not like i can like hit up all the tom kings of the world and they're like excited to talk to me but you know for for the for the indie scene a lot of times when i'm like hey let's chat like people are like oh yeah cool like let's do it and i'm like oh okay yeah i wasn't i wasn't expecting the enthusiasm but awesome like yeah like I, i i when i first started getting into indie comics like i would I would watch so many shows like this, listen to so many podcasts like this. It it helps a lot. If, if anyone that wants to start out, this is probably where they should start. Something like this, if not this, something you know identical, because you can learn a ton, and you know you learn a lot of what not to do too. You see yeah. a guy acting a jerk on a show or something like that, and you know you don't want to be like that, or the mistakes that they made, or they don't realize they're making. I think I learned more that way than any about you know writing comic books i can think of yeah I've, I've yet to talk to anybody who was like a dick um yeah now i've i've 
had issues scheduling with people and and had like aggravations that way or like you know like like rescheduling and or not respond you know like that kind of where it's just like you know i know you like it says you read the message i sent you like you know uh-huh. but i've never had i never had someone outright like come on the show and be like i don't know i've, I've been very lucky with the the guests i've had and and who i've talked to because i that's like one of the fears right and it's, it's probably your guys's fear too like when you when you're on like a circuit promoting a new book or or just trying to like get your voice out there and and get more people to check out your stuff like you never really know who you're i guess with me you could have if you really wanted to you could have like watched a youtube video or listened to a past episode but you know sometimes it's like you don't you don't know what you're going to get you don't know how you're going to talk to you don't know if it's going to get weird if it's if it's going to get boring uh you know lucky for me like all i like i told you earlier like all i do is talk on the phone and, and before that i worked in a bar for seven years so i was i was very good at like kissing enough ass for tips and it really works and translates well in, into podcasting because i like i know like how to kiss your guys's ass enough to where it's not weird but I get, I get you kind of hyped up. You're like, you know, it's, I, I write, you know, I used to write stories and stuff all the time too. And, you know, when people tell you they like your writing, it's, it's nice. You know, you can, you, you even, even when you don't really know how to take a compliment, it's like, oh shit, like they dug, they dug what I made. Like, that's awesome. You know, it's like, you're not in that, when you're not in that like space vacuum, like screaming into the void, wondering if anyone's going to hear it. You're like, oh shit, like I got someone noticed me. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, I, I love this. I used to be in grad school. I dropped out of grad school actually from an MFA creative writing program. And though that one of my, one of the best parts was when they brought in, you know, like a New York Times bestseller or like a, a you know, a, a real big poet or somebody. And they did like the, the MFA guest lecture. Uh, and, and you'd get to like talk to these writers and then and then afterwards like we always you know it's kansas city so like our, our bar scene is like people joke that that's all there is to do here it's sort of true but you know we would always like go out to drink with the professors and and the the guest writers that you know at the end of the night and i was like and that was so cool and and yeah. but now i've talked to way more creators and writers on this podcast talked about storytelling talked about inspiration talked about publishing and and you know how how the scene goes than i ever did in grad school and i don't owe anybody two hundred thousand dollars i was gonna say this is free yeah this is free right here. so um did, did, did you were you did you were you ever in a, a creative writing program or call like like did, did, did the the college deal where you're gonna like learn to write and it's did you ever do, do any of that yeah I, I got i got pretty beat up in college with that um i did i studied you know film and video um, and like, I think what really prepped me for how com- brutal comics can be is they produced a, a student film um, that Sony was going to pick up and distribute. And I wrote the screenplay for that. I, I did two ideas that they picked up and it was just the most awful writing experience you could possibly think <laughs> of throw someone into. Because it was, I would go into the room and like the students would tell me what they want. I wasn't in the class, but the students would tell me what they wanted. And so I had like a room full of cooks and like it should have only came from like one person. (laughs) And it was bad. It was just constant rewrites. And then like the script got taken from me and got redid. And it was just, it like made me want to quit like horror, like all together. Oh, wow. Like, but like that kind of stuff that like adjusting to what a client wants or a client needs really prepared me for this, um, work for hire that I do most often with, you know, when I put out a book and like not getting attached to it, understanding what, you know, this person wants and, you know, dealing with obstructions, I guess, like that's, Mm -hmm. if I could teach a class, like that's one thing I think I would probably teach is like 
work with, you know, whatever obstruction I tell you, like you want to write about aliens, you can, but I don't know, they, you can't see them or something like that, or they're not on the page, they're off panel or something like that. I would give them like okay. challenges to make it difficult for them. Cause you learn a lot that way. What, um, are you, do you, do you have siblings? Do you have a big family? Like what's yeah. your, what's your family life? Like, I, yeah, I've got a younger sister and older brother. Okay. Cause I, like I mentioned earlier, this, this, whether it's found family or real family, like in Stargazer and, and, uh, and Silverskin, um, but you know, shows in is, is very well, I mean, shows in is about both found family and, and your real family. And sometimes your real family isn't really the family you want. Right. Mm. Uh, and, and that found family becomes even more powerful. The link in these narratives to that aspect, that, that tight, like whether even in this, like big sci-fi uh world ending you know six issue miniseries or even in a zero issue where things just start going between these two brothers and and you you very very much foreshadow that like this kid's gonna kill his brother because he can't control being a wolf right and the yeah. and the brother won't uh and and you know like you're but but there's still that they, they can't they can't get rid of that bond uh and then in show's end where, um, you know, going into the second volume, we've we've lost some characters because of what happens at the end of volume one and people leave and and, and turn away. But the ones that stay, um, you know, there's everybody's a lot tighter and close knit. And that really raises the stakes as as the family gets split apart because of this cult and and the manipulations that they're they're trying to do, like with with Lorelai and, and and Pavel and and like how they separate them from the the good group and and try to contaminate them, and it's just it, you do it so well, man. Like you come up with really cool characters for one that we get really attached to that we don't want bad things to happen to, but then of course like uh, bad things are going to happen because you got to build tension out of nowhere. And these your stories are are very ruthless in a good way. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of stakes, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pain, but you're just so good about about creating these fake families. And I don't know. A lot of writers can't a lot of writers can't do that. Uh, you know, we get, we get a lot of like team book superheroes. Right. Not everybody can handle that. And every now and then you, if someone gets it right. I feel like you would do like if, if, if ever like DC or Marvel, like got you know got crazy and wanted to bring you and do like a, a little like you'd be really good on a team book i feel like because you oh, you yeah, just have this really great like you can brew togetherness uh in in your narratives and it seems effortless but i i kind of wondered if like if that's is that, is that really hard like is that something you struggle over about like how your characters connect and talk to each other and build off each other no i mean i don't i've never really had a problem with dialogue or the way people talk to each other i don't know like i hope i don't <laughs> uh but no it, it it comes pretty natural i think once i find like a vulnerability or a weakness like i make mm -hmm. sure that's front and center um especially in comics because you can't you got to show that stuff you can't there's no other way to get around it you can't you know you're limited with comics. It's visual storytelling. So you've got to show yeah. it or have them say it. Um, no, it's just like making sure the heart's on the page, like getting that across. I mean, I don't know if it's like if we, you, you start them in a tough situation and see how they come out of it. Like Stargazer starts in a pretty tough situation. You've got, you know, mm -hmm. Kenny injured. Um, you got him dealing with like uh, the relationship problems he's trying to do and you know, as a kid and the flashback and stuff like that. I, I think it's good to get the challenges right up front and see how they react. 
Um, I think Pavel's another character I really like from the first volume that became a bigger character in the second. I like yeah. how that kind of came together to parallel like uh, uh, what Lorelai and Pavel were both going through, even though they were at odds the whole series or the whole uh, yeah the whole series. And you don't see that until the end. Um, then them kind of come together. And when, yeah, but when the, and I don't want to spoil too much for because I, I want I want more people to get volume one and volume two and with volume two coming out like the the trade the trade waiters hopefully will will check it out and um, you know uh, Mad, Mad Caves is is pretty excited about the release it seems like uh, uh, from their social medias and stuff but yeah the the way those the way those two characters interacted was very very cool you know she i like how lorelei helped him in volume or tried to help him right and yeah. his that that thought mentality is because okay it's like volume one's already out right so if you haven't read it yeah, slight spoiler alert yeah. lorelei is like a werewolf monster deity kind of thing that you find more about as the series goes on um and there's a couple parts where pavel's like you could have turned into your wolf and, or your monster and like we wouldn't have had to deal with all this shit you you let this happen basically and uh and there's like that guilt and, and that guilt starts to bleed away and and, and then it, but then at volume two like they're still not they're all in a rough position anyway right so I, you mm. know they're all they're not they're not in a happy place anyway once it, from the beginning to end in volume two like it, it's it's a it's a low point for for these new for our favorite characters and but there is a point in the end in, in the final act and 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 pavel like sees you know who where his loyalties should really lie and i thought that was, a, that was a big that was a big moment uh you'd have a lot of big moments without killing characters off too like i kept you in volume one you kill some characters off but like yeah. you know i i kept thinking i kept thinking some of these characters i'm like they're, they're gonna die like we're you know they're they're here you're 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 getting us too into them uh you know uh and um and and, and you do that you do that real well too you you kind of like yeah, uh, you you kill your darlings, right? And and those those moments, man. Like, there's a lot of uh, in in these stories. Like I said, a lot of emotional, uh, very impactful moments uh, where the drama comes from the relationships and dealing with people we love, as opposed to monsters and evil carnival men and big giant scary gods in the sky or or big crazy spherical alien objects like the places you think the drama intention should come from which it does occasionally but you also like i said do really well with this with with conflict and camaraderie with your characters and i, I again like I, a lot of people try to do it uh, a lot of people don't pull it off uh, and and i think that's a, a distinction between like a great comic and like a fun comic or something that's you know kind of enjoyable to read or you know you're you're kind of flipping through it you're maybe you're not that invested and your comics aren't like that man like they you're 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 zeroed in on every panel you're excited to turn every you're excited and scared sometimes to turn that page uh you play with your audience real well like that too and and uh, again man i just like i said ever since i read stargazer from you dude you you, you are a different kind of writer and and the more the, when we've talked like off screen, you know, uh, when we've talked, it was, you know, things going on in the publishing world right now and, and how you mentioned like, you know, you're not you don't have an active gig right now. And you're, you're like, what do I do with myself? It really fucking aggravates me because like you're a fucking talent and like you shouldn't, you know, in, in my mind, it's not I, I feel like creatives like you shouldn't have that kind of struggle. Right. You should. I, I feel like you should have like too many projects. And you're like, ah, I'm like, I'm too, I'm too, I'm, you know, like I got too much going on. And so it's, it's so that's, 
that's one of the things that bums me out about, about comics is that some people don't deserve a goddamn thing and have a fucking name on every cover or a, or 12 variants out for every series or whatever. And then that some people work really, really hard and, and have so much talent and write such great comics and, and don't get the recognition. I just, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's the whole creative field and, you know, mu- music, art, writing, comics whatever but i guess that's just life i guess a reminder to my audience life fucking sucks and it's not fair i guess is what i'm just getting down to but you know it's just uh it's 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 weird and and i know i know if if you don't want to talk about this we can change the subject but i know you mentioned that you had you had your toes in the aftershock waters with something going on and then and now all the all the weird stuff's going on there and they're they're releasing comic books again now they put out they've They've put out comic books the last two weeks, which was mm. odd. Like, have you have you heard from? Have, has anybody reached out to you to talk to you about anything, or are you just kind of like floating in the in the dark, wondering what's going on? I'm pretty sure, like any book they have done, they're gonna put out. Um, I think that's their plan right now. They the, the way their bankruptcy is set up is they can still um, uh, function. They're restructuring, so mm-hmm. the, I think the courts. I'm, I'm I don't I want to get it too wrong, but they're allowed to continue and operate. So they're putting out the books that they have done and that were in progress. So that's yeah. ongoing. Um, but as where else it goes, I don't know. Um, I don't know the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's such a bummer. <laughs> like, that was like, uh, I, I don't know. Like it was my first opportunity to like have a creator own book. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and it was, I can't, I don't want to say what genre it was. It was a, it was a sub genre of something that was very popular in the eighties. Um, horror related. I don't mm-hmm. want to tell too much, but it was a slasher. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's that, that's fine to say it was it was a um a, a, like it, a slasher that rode the wave like of um this current wave of slashers that we have going on like uh fear street the chucky reboot yeah very much in that style the halloween uh reboot or uh, sequels i guess so it was similar to that um yeah it was exciting um i don't know what's going to happen with any of it um we're just sitting tight, I guess. That's all we've been really told. Um, yeah. But the, the other creators that have books out, that we're in the process of having stuff out that got delayed. That stuff's coming. Um, so yeah. don't, don't. Another thing too, like don't un- unsubscribe and like get mad at aftershock about it. Like there's creators. Like I mean, I guess if everyone has a right to be mad at them, but there's still creators attached to it, and like yeah, support their books. Like go out and get their books. Like stick with it. Um, in the future, I don't know, but don't 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 burn your aftershock books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like, well, they so aftershock has always had a a special place in my heart. Like that was my first when I when I would like went and did Blake's Buzz and started writing reviews. They were the first like real publisher that put me on a press list, and that that was like my first experience of like getting you know the the weekly emails with the review copies and stuff like they were the first people that like took a you you know i'm i mean i know how to write a good email too right so like i'd sent a good message it sounded professional i had a you know i had a a real uh or or actually was my it wasn't i didn't even have my fancy uh blake's buzz email address yet but like 
you know, I, I, I can, I can write as, you know, like people read my reviews, like I'm not a dog shit writer. And, and, and I said the right things and knew what to say to, you know, pitch myself. And, and they were like, yeah, we'll put you on. And then, but I mean, like after that, it was like, it was like image. And then after that, like, you know, that I once I started writing more reviews, like image was actually shockingly easy to, to get on. It was like uh boom and vault were the ones I had to kind of like follow up with and like you know hey it's me again like yeah. it's me hi you know <laughs> and uh but yeah it, it totally works but yeah like, so they they've always had like a special place in my heart and i love their books um mm. and and it was a really big bummer uh when when all this started going down and if it's it gets even a bigger bummer when i get to know a lot of you guys right and and there's I know, so many yeah there's yeah so many and, and so many people get affected by it and it's not just aftershock uh heavy metal is is having trouble and, and heavy metals heavy metals huge like it's you yeah. know and uh you know uh ID, idw stock was was crazy low uh, a few weeks ago and mm -hmm. so it's like publishing is publishing is the new horror story yeah right? like, it's like you never know what's going to happen anymore yeah like i don't think you can blame it on uh covid and covid issues you know after uh it's it seems just i don't know like i don't know where to begin with it like missteps that's all i can really say it's just a bunch of missteps over and over and just the wrong kind of communication um yeah i don't know where it would start or where it goes to but it, that's very misleading um, folks don't really know what's going on and it's the people that should know what's going on aren't being told. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't even have a clear picture of what happened there. I don't have a clear picture of what's going on elsewhere, but it's interesting. Like I'll, I'll ask like publishers I'm good with like, dude, what's going on with all these other people. And like, they don't really like to talk about other publishers and like, that's fair. Like that's, that's a mm -hmm. good practice. <laughs> like, not, to, <laughs> not to share gossip with, you know, another person who's going to go on a live stream and just dump it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are your, that what way. are your thoughts on like the, the crowdfunding circuit? Like, cause I, I that, man. Yeah. A while back, you you showed me um, your your horror short uh, collection mm -hmm. uh, that that you said you were kind of like hasn't it hasn't found a home yet, but it has a lot of good is like some quality awesome stuff and uh, and and I I mentioned uh, then to you like you know I was I was like what do you what do you kind of think of crowdfunding and and you you weren't like you're you're not against it but you also weren't like you're not one of those like everybody run to crowdfunding people it seems like either um because you know if, if you if you can do it right if you can if you can do everything yourself and you want to if you want to ship everything and pack everything and handle your own marketing and stuff a lot of people can't hang there right mm -hmm. like a lot of that's where a lot of people struggle um which is funny too because it's not like it's not like every publisher is out there like with the swing and the sign on the street corner right like buy our new book it's like you're still um it's a lot of you guys are still kind of like left to your own devices in that regard but it is it's a, i feel like kickstarter is a lot of extra work and and it and it seems to pay off uh for some people but you know i won't lie i I used to do a lot of work with Kickstarter stuff and I feel like I've gotten priced out of a lot of it now because, you know, these, this new trend of like, uh, it's basically a one shot, you know, maybe around 40 pages, 40 to 48 pages. And, and it's, you know, after shipping, you're looking at like 17, 18 bucks a lot of times. 
um and you get some extra stuff you know like you get a bookmark a trading card some pogs or a pen or something you know mm-hmm. and, and the, the paper stock is better and the cover stock is better you're getting a better product but you know there there was a time when i was back in several projects a month and then i had this i switched to digital pretty much switched all my kickstarter pledges to digital to try and keep doing that and and even now man like digital you know paying ten dollars for a digital comic that's that's a that's a big thing and and it i get it i get why like printing costs are up shipping costs are up um you know you gotta you gotta pay your artists you gotta pay your colors editor you know people gotta eat people gotta get paid mm-hmm. but it's, it's just it's kind of a bummer that even now with all these problems in in direct market publishing now the crowdfunding uh d- there's like a crowdfunding dilemma too of of like everything's more expensive in an already higher priced market uh and and so like even then like you know i used to really want to make a comic and i tried to get in an anthology and it didn't happen and they wanted to do a one shot with me and then i lost my artist uh he said he quit comics but he really quit our comic and just didn't win worked with all these other people yeah. and that like made me real sad and i got in and, and then of course everybody tells you they're like oh dude that's comics like comics are gonna break your heart i'm like okay i've heard that statement before but until you really get kicked in the nuts by it and like you get excited and, and have that excitement like swept out from under you as, as like a comedy rug pull right like mm-hmm. that's a shit feeling and and i was like i don't know if i want to feel like that again you know and yeah it doesn't go away like i i've had like this aftershock problem i had it happen before where you know you really? get a creator own project and then the rugs pulled out from you and then it's not there anymore it's gone i like it it sucks going through it twice like at least i had like i had i had another gig before that before the rug got pulled out again but if it happened back to back like i don't know i don't even know what <laughs> i uh, i don't know what you're, you're, al- you're already wanting to go into into ya mm-hmm. <laughs> fiction. Oh, yeah. like, you're I already like you're like i'm about to go in a whole new genre motherfuckers no but yeah like, yeah i don't understand can you help me here mm-hmm. i legit have a question i don't understand ya or or uh, all ages because like the the YA all ages comics I've read, mm. um, and also like the Star Wars High Republic stuff. I've bought the the YA younger um, audience uh, Star Wars High Republic books to like get the whole story, and because I'm a completionist and hate having money and just want to buy everything. But the all ages younger stuff, uh, I loved Charles uh, Charles Soule's um, uh, his the, the first High Republic novel. It was great. It was like this police procedural, but with for Jedi, and it was dope. Oh, cool. Like it, it was fucking crazy but like then like i read this up the 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 ya high republic is like they bait these like jedi and scavengers end up at this like lost space base and it's like a haunted sp- uh space station kind of and i was like what is that? i was like this is amazing and like yeah. and and so i'm like the the language is good the writing is good the it's, it's not like a limited vocabulary people still die the stakes are high and i don't mm-hmm. What is it? What is the cutoff? Like, what? What? What makes it YA as opposed to like adult? Because it, it still feels like like my emotions are being manipulated. Um, and and like I said, I'm I'm impressed with the with the structure, with the writing, and the package. It, it doesn't feel that. And, and it's Star Wars too, right? So it's not like in Charles's book, everybody's like, "Fuck the Sith, fuck, fuck, figgity fuck," you know. And it's it's like the language is very similar. There's not a lot of cursing and stuff anyway. So I, I've always been confused. At 
that what makes something this and what makes something that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've just started getting into YA horror. I mean, I read some uh, graphic novels YA, but like, there's a certain style of art that you can see. You like, you you can see a YA book, and you're like, okay, that's a YA art book. Like, you know, it, it's 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 easy to uh, pick up and point out. But like, no, I've read I've read the reason the last the the one that got me that I'm like YA doesn't fuck around was uh, the Merciless by Daniel Vega. It's mm. about um, this group of go- girls who kidnap another girl and like try to force her and torture into an exorcism. Well, they do. They, they're torturing her like and exercising her. But like the whole time, it's you know, the the lead of the clique, um, the girl um, caught the other girl cheating on her boyfriend. So it's like, is this really an exorcism that's going on? Or is she getting like a twisted revenge? And it, it goes harder than any splatterpunk book. Not harder, but just as hard as any splatterpunk book from like the 80s. The gore is nuts. The, it's, the descriptions of torture are just stomach turning. And it's just like, this is YA. <laughs> this is YA. Like it's um, a lot of it's just like you kind of got a feel for it. Like it, it, I think the, the gore and the violence can be okay. There should be a limit, I think, there. But like there's there's an area where you don't really trespass. I think that's like having explicit sexual situations on the page. Like you don't you don't the fucking teens like you don't need to go there. Um, but there's times where they talk about it. Like they said, like, yeah, I have been with this person. And, you know, the, like there's drinking. There's um, sometimes there's, you know, like base drugs like, you know, fucking weed. But like that stuff's all there. Uh, it's, it's I think yeah. it's a lot of it is it's pace. And like you have to keep it like interesting and fast. And like I think that's why I'm kind of pulled to it, too. Cause it's all character driven and it's all just every chapter, every page wants you to keep going. At least the books I've read so far and it's not dumbed down. Like none of it is dumbed down at all. It's, it's yeah. the same level of vocabulary you get anywhere else. Any other horror book I can think of. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I, it's like one of those things like, I'm, this is my hole. I belong. <laughs> it just, I fit right into it. I just got a, it, it's, it's hard. It's a big jump going from descriptive script writing to prose and I'm trying to get there and I'm studying my ass off, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, um, so prose is my background, right? I used to, I used to write short stories and then I, I started dabbling. I was working at a bar and I was a bouncer and I had all these really good drunk stories. Right. And like crazy. Like I got in some fights, you know, like I used to get in fights a lot, even when I didn't want to, even when like, uh, you know, like I said, I worked in this bar for seven years and the last couple of years, I, you know, like I, I broke 30, I think I was 32 when I lost my job. And like, you know, after 30 was when like, uh, even when you win the fight, you still hurt for several days. After, yeah. You know, like yeah. I didn't have that. Uh, I, I could party, right? I like drinking and stuff was cool. Uh, but the, the fighting got to be, I wasn't fun. And then like, and then a couple things happened where like, I got scared too. And like, when you get like that kind of bad scared or like when someone goes to their car and gets a gun and, and you know, like, I was like, I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. And, and so like, that's when I started to learn like how to talk to people. Right. And I would be like, be like, look, you know, Hey, you come back tomorrow. You just got to leave now. You know, like, let's not, let's not turn it into a thing. Let's mm. just like, you know, you, you, you made some people mad. You go outside and you come back tomorrow. We'll all be buddies again. Stupid mm. things happen, you know? And I got good at that too. Uh, but I, I also was good at like, you know, I could pick up little college kids and, and, you know, you, when you, when you pick up a man and carry them outside and set them down and you go, are you done? Like, that's usually <laughs> most people are, most people won't like want to fight you after that. Right. Every now and then, like some dude would like turn around 
around, try and pop you. But most of the time, like, you know, I, I could, I, I'd pick someone up, carry them outside, set them down, go home. And they'd be like, you know, mouth off, you know, but yeah. you know, they let them get it out. Let them get them out. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, you know, it, it was just like, I lived this different life and I started to write about it. And I won, I actually won a writing award from, from UMKC for this nonfiction essay I wrote about being a bouncer on Halloween and how like hundreds of people made the same joke about like, Hey, can I see your ID? And they're like, Oh, I guess I have to take my mask off. <laughs> like, oh, this isn't my real face. And it's just like, my life and you know like and and so i wrote i wrote about this and and, and that night i got in, you know like I, I i got in a fight with a werewolf and so like i got to kind of play with that in the narrative of like fighting the it's a person it's an idiot drunk but he's got a werewolf mask on so i you know like making jokes about like fighting this werewolf uh and and i kind of got i really kind of liked it but after you know after a while you, your your bar stories kind of lose their muster too so it was like i had to find other stuff to write about i started trying to write about like relationships i had and stuff and um a lot of people liked my stuff until that's what i didn't like about grad school is all these like even my some of my professors were like you're really talented like you need to be doing this and and i was like you know sending off short stories and it was just constant rejection letters and stuff you know yeah. and it was just like yeah. that that with the pressures of grad school like i i got burned out and then i dropped i i dropped out i and and i still feel dumb about it. like what a chaotic waste of money but um it's weird how when you're trying to be a writer or I guess any, any kind of artist, you know, like in any, any type of, of creative like that, like how hard it is to deal with regular life uh, and then your creative life and the constant like barricades that get thrown in front of you that you have to like hurdle or maneuver around or duck under or sometimes just fucking crash into right and, and spiral out and and yeah. and get splayed out on the ground um how how do you deal with that because like like you've mentioned like you've had uh you know you've you've had some struggles with with some projects you've wanted to do and and had these same hurdles thrown in front of you but i also like you know i'm hearing you like interested in getting into prose interested in trying a new genre still wanting to get out there still having still having dreams of, of silver skin again one day like how do you how do you push yourself uh to keep yourself on track even when like sometimes the world wants to stop you yeah like it's just knowing what failure feels like and not ever wanting to feel it again like that's it like that's that's probably what gets me going the most is like i know how deep it can go in like that feeling and like how to dig out of it like it's it's a, like the only way to dig out is just fucking come back and do it again like that's it <laughs> like that's the only way to do it like it's it's only a failure like if you don't learn something from it and come back harder like if, if you keep making the same mistakes yeah you, you're you're fucking up but if you come back and you know change it at least one way and make it better one way you're doing it right you know even if you fail again you're going to learn something again and come back but it's it's that constant like not give up but i don't learn if you're not if you're not you know just learn yeah i don't know like learning like accept like you're gonna fail like you're gonna mess up and people aren't gonna listen to you i think a lot of it too like if i didn't have like if i didn't tell stories like it would just i don't it would burn me out because they're like tumors in my head they weigh me down you gotta get them out yeah mm -hmm. any way i can like and like it's i'm getting to the point now where it's like it's I'm, I'm getting pretty good at killing some ideas like not not like completely killing them like i'll keep them in my back pocket and recycle some of the ideas later on but like there's some stories that i'm like i'm recognizing like this isn't worth doing we need to put this mm -hmm. away and do something else like it's 
not so much like what sells it's like what are you excited about like i would focus on that with anybody like what do you like what perspectives do you have that you can share and are passionate about can tie it to don't try to force yourself into something that you're not gonna you know if, if it's if it's too hard to get on the page it's probably not supposed to happen yeah like that's the like that's difficult for folks to understand too when they're you know really want to get this story out it's like maybe it shouldn't come out like maybe it'll come out later. Like just yeah, accept, yeah, you know, or, or st- step away for a moment. And yeah, well, like you, like you mentioned earlier, you know, some of the, some of these ideas you had for, for silver skin uh, ended up coming back into play, uh, you know, with stargazer. Mm-hmm. Now I know, I know you're a big horror guy and I know it seems like that's like your, that's your comfy spot, right? Like that, that's your oh, yeah. big comfy reading chair that you can like sit in the cushion and sink into oh, yeah. and fall asleep instantly. And, and you're, and you're great. And, and you're great there. And, and like I said, like, I didn't really know shows end was a, was a horror title. And so I kind of went into it blind. Like, honestly, like I just was like, I knew I like mad cave a lot. I knew what they were doing. I'd seen some covers and you know, the art looked cool, but I didn't really know. I, I, I hate comic book solicits. I know they're they're very important, but I feel like sometimes they tell you too much. And mm-hmm. I know that they're, they're trying to like elicit a, a reaction and get a pre-order, right? Like that's the goal. But I, I just feel sometimes they give away too much information and it's kind of cool sometimes going in oh this cover looks cool i'm gonna pick up this book i know nothing about it and it blows your mind that's a cool feeling like right Mm -hmm. it's just like you have no idea what you're getting into you have no idea what to expect uh you know and and it's just like and you get taken for this ride that you didn't expect and that's what happened with with shows end and and like those the how creepy and scary it got uh especially like towards the end of volume one moving into volume two and how everything volume two especially there's like there's a lot of body horror there's a lot of yeah a lot of monsters there's it gets it gets nuts um oh my god the the scene the, the bait shop scene when he when he takes lorelei to the bait shop like yeah so fucked uh like i was not i i, I couldn't imagine that in my wildest dreams that that was going to happen and was- so like that was such a such a cool moment but then you do this very sci-fi um scary in the sense of like our world might end but not horror right it's not sci-fi horror it's it's very it's a sci-fi alien invasion story kind of mm-hmm. uh about which is and it's and it's also about memory repression and it's about um it's about it's about having those close friends and and growing up and and how hard relationships are to maintain as you grow older right uh and which is such a real problem for everybody and 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 is one of the magic things of stargazer that like it it anchors you to the the plot because you've been there and and you're reading it and you're feeling fucking guilty and you're like oh my god i need to call my three friends like i haven't talked you know like you 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 manipulate your audience in such a great way in stargazer on top of the alien narrative and that astounding art and co- the colors, the, the colors and art in Stargazer are so magical. Uh, I, I, I get another comic that I haven't seen a lot like it on shelves. And that's another trade that's still in print that, that you all can get. And, and you should, um, cause it, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of comic. And, uh, but so how did, how did that happen? Like, how, how did you get this random sci-fi itch and scratch it so fucking excellently? Like nineties, man. Uh, yeah. That's, that's all from the nineties. That's, uh, man, it was so saturated in the nineties with, uh, un- unsolved mysteries and like X files. Like it was everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. And like, I was scared shitless of aliens when I was a kid. There was yes! a- <laughs> No, it was bad. Like it was, they, they, there was a show, a promo. It wasn't even a show. It was just a promo. It was called, uh, 
Incident at Lake County. And at the time I lived in Lake County, Indiana. And so what Incident at Lake County was, it's a documentary style found footage uh, piece about uh, an alien abduction coming to this this family, taking them away. And like at the time, like there was no Blair Witch. I didn't know what Cannibal Holocaust was. So this this is playing out straight real to me. And like I'm living in Lake County and I'm seeing guys shoot at the doors and aliens come in like I'm, I, it got me bad. I was too yeah. young to see anything like that. And so I just kind of latched onto that 90s uh, alien fear I had. And that kind of came from it. And like what kind of works with the, that one is there's you don't see the aliens or ships or anything like that until probably like issue three or four. Yeah, yeah, Maybe? it's 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 after the midway point when you finally see the reveals. Mm. So it's like keeping that off the page was important to me. Like, it, it's I I try to experiment with horror because in the comics because it's 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 hard to scare people in comics, and I, I think it is. And like the best way you can do it, I think, is to keep it off the page. You can't really put in the shadows because even when you see shadows in horror yeah. uh, comics. It's like just to keep as much to the imagination as you can with a comic book. Um, that's kind of worked for me so far. That's like awesome. Yeah. I, have a, I have a very similar story because my dad let me watch Alien when I was really little. And it scared the ever-living crap out of me. And I like... I don't really remember it, but like, I remember like being kid, like being a kid and having alien nightmares. And, but apparently there was like, I was like, I, I would have like a, a screaming fits at night sometimes. And my mom got really pissed at my dad and was like, I can't believe you let him watch this fucking movie. And like, that. So mm -hmm. I remember my parents fighting about this alien movie and me getting to watch it, but it instilled this wonder and fascination in me and like sci-fi horror is like my favorite thing like event horizon is one of my favorite movies and it like breaks my heart when people call it like a silly b movie and i'm like it's so much more than that and uh but i remember like i remember like being a kid in the 90s and fucking unsolved mysteries sightings sightings yeah, used to yeah, terrify yeah. me i i lived every day in fear that the aliens were going to come get me I, I just knew i was like i'm going to be the motherfucker who gets abducted and then mm -hmm. my dad took me to see fire in the sky oh no i was gonna I was and, that. oh yeah. my god and like dude when they wake up in the pods and like the weird skin and like he's getting dragged through the the, uh, the, oh, the how old were you the, dude i was in i was in grade school i was I, like second oh, or third grade maybe oh, no. i was a little i was a little no, <laughs> was a was, that, me. that's the same like vibe and texture as alien too like that that orange mm -hmm. color alien three two like that, that orange teal color and it's ugh. yeah i bet that was rough i bet that was yeah because it comes and, and out of nowhere at the end of the movie too like it's, yeah. it's like you just build to it mm. yeah because you it, i, I, I kind of i haven't watched it in a while i kind of want to watch it again but then i remember like the way it was structured like you keep seeing like the light right when he's in the truck and the light hits him and it keeps yeah. you like as the movie progresses you get little bits more and more and then finally mm -hmm. you're on you, you see him like get lifted up you see him in the ship and all the you see the aliens and then their machines and their probes and stuff and it was just like i'm getting like goosebumps talking about it right now it's like, i'm like getting that that old those old tingles um but yeah like that i love alien movies i love it and uh and yeah i, I like i said i used to think i was going to get abducted all the time and then i uh, stargazer uh i think really made me feel like that too just because like you know in in kansas city um you know we're like the, the big little city kind of and you know i had those friends where 
you know, I, I still know people that I went to kindergarten with. Right. And, and we don't see each other a lot, but you know, now with like Facebook and shit, like, you know, we talk sometimes, but uh, you know, like the, I, the, and a lot of places that's unheard of to like still occasionally talk to, to people you went to kindergarten with, or like, you know, my, my best friend, I haven't seen in a while, but he's, I know him from kindergarten and we grew up together and uh, he, we worked in the bar together for a while and, and stuff like and and so you know a lot of people don't have that and that's what like stargazer this like these relations i just connected to so many aspects of it uh and like and it moved it for real moved me and and reading it again even when i knew what was going to happen just to kind of get prepared and caught up again to talk to you those those big emotional beats still hit at the end of it, when when he says I'll see you in the stars, I still fucking watered up, man. Like I was, just, I was like, Oof, like got me again. Anthony Cleveland strikes strikes my feels again, just like. Um, but yeah, like uh, I just I just think that's uh, I think it's so great, and it's it's one of the best Alien comics I've read, and I've I've told people I've told people to read it uh, many times, and uh, that's that's one of the that. You know that was one of the big things that turned me on to Mad Cave. Uh, was was that, and then you know, and then I got real into Nottingham and some stuff like that later on. But yeah, man, you're like you were you were my gateway into into Mad Cave, and 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 I have a high high standard for Mad Cave books now because of that. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Yeah, that that means a lot. Every time I look at that book, I see like every fuck up mistake I made and things I left out and cut out. So that was means a lot hearing that because I don't all I hear is the, my the voice in my head which is telling me like you should have wrote this you should have done <laughs> why did you cut those pages there's there's two pages from stargazer I don't know what happened to them if I cut them or if I submitted the wrong draft and it, it really bums me out they're not in there they're very important character pages um oh you got, you got you got you got to you got to dive deeper you got to fill me in i got to know it's just it's just a really good catch up like what's missing from stargaze i don't want to ruin it for anybody but like okay. it, <laughs> what's missing from it to me is they don't we don't have a catch up scene when they're adults like they, oh. they like we just kind of go into it like there's so much I, I built up so much little background pieces like with um you know what they're doing with their lives Mm-hmm. So like you have like there's there's the the part in the desert where they're kind of like at their limit. Lost. Yeah, the, yeah. Like the, the, the GPS is shut down and they, they have yeah. to use the map and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There 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 there's that, but like there's a middle piece there that like kind of you see and like it, it kind of you kind of just see more where they're at um, hmm. and how they communicate with each other and how they talk to each other. And there's the I'll, I'll I'll get you the pages. It's only like two or three pages, but like damn, I don't I, can't, <laughs> I don't know how they fell off because I don't editorial didn't cut them. I either I submitted the wrong draft or I left in the wrong things. Like Stargazer too is it's a I'm gonna, I'm going off on a rant about it, but like it's a it's a very full book. Like I don't do exposition until issue five. Like at mm. the end of it, like we don't go anywhere. It's all mystery and action. Um, but then at the issue five, it's just such a big lore dump. Like when uh, the aliens tell in the background, it's like, fuck, I would yeah. I would have cut all that stuff out. But like I said, like, you know, you you learn like you you make failures and you don't do that shit again. There's a new series coming out at the end of this year that's straight horror. Um, it's like my first horror book. Like it, w- it would have been. The aftershock one, but it's uh, this one um, that does a lot of the stuff from Silver Skin, uh, Silver Skin, uh, Stargazer, and just like 
does it so much better. There's not as much um, like it, like personal connection, I guess. Like Stargazer has a lot of personal connection to it with the the Kenny and Shay going on mm-hmm. there. It doesn't go for that so much, but there's it's definitely like me dealing with like a lot more stuff that I think folks will be able to see and identify with. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. That one, like there's, it's similar where like you don't, there's nothing explained, but you get everything you need. And since it's horror, I think stuff should, like I said, be left off the page. And I think that's going to be a good one to look forward to for sure this year. Nice. I like this discussion of, of uh, off panel scares, things to leave off, um, especially in comics. Cause you, you know, a jump scare is almost impossible. The the way I've come to like reading horror comics and a lot of people won't do this because there's a lot of people who hate digital, but you know, like one of the best things about reading digitally is your tablet is backlit, right? So you can turn the lights out, yeah, turn the lights yeah, out. Yeah. You can dim the screen. You can read it in the dark. Okay. So like you've got ambiance, mm-hmm. but if you go, if you're like doing comicsology or, or another one of these, like uh, you can do the, the panel by panel view. That's the way and then, it. and then it, you don't, your eyes don't stray, right? Like you're, so then if, if, uh, if the monster does pop out, it's not a jump. You're like, you're not going to be like, <gasps> but it will hit you a little different. Right. And then yeah. you're in the dark and you can't mm-hmm. see around you and you get this weird feeling. Right. And so that's kind of a really cool way to read horror comics. The audience, like you should try that, uh, give digital comics a chance if, yeah. you know, just to kind of, just to kind of mess around with that, but it, it does change how horror comics work. If you read them in yeah. the dark and do the panel by panel view, like it's, it's a different animal. I've always thought that like, yeah, they work really well in uh digital. Cause you don't know what's coming because everything's kind of closed out. Like that's like, we, you can, like I said, you can't do a jump scare. Like we can have page turns. They're harder to do and plan out. And like, mm-hmm. man, I hate like doing a good page turn and then like editorial asking me to change something. And it's like, well, there that goes. Can't do that. <laughs> have you, uh, did, did you did you go see a skinnamarink yet no i'm not gonna be able to get time to go i, I would love to but yeah i went my we, alley. we we went on a i still don't know okay so i can't stop thinking about it and still don't know what to think about it first of all like dude i've never seen so many people walk out of a theater no um, I, like, I, I bet you 15 people walked out of the of the theater but i think a lot of them um it it makes you hurt like it it makes like you breathe real hard it hurts your eyes because it'll get real dark and then get real bright and and the the grain and stuff like it it fucks with your eyeballs and and it's like physically uncomfortable and when i first started noticing like i was like man my eyes are bothered like this fucking movie's making my eyes hurt right and then i saw a lot of people so i think i think some people maybe got like motion weird felt weird and that's fair that's different yeah that's but it's still like i was like man all these fucking people are leaving but there's so much of what you mentioned of like it's like an exercise in staring into the void because there it goes back to this like repeated shot of like this corridor and it'll sit there for a while and you're fucking hanging on the edge of your seat and you're like waiting for it right you're like it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna get me it's gonna get and that you look around and people are like covering their faces and look you know and it's like and then that freaks you out uh, i've never heard a movie theater so quiet like not a peep no noises uh that was unreal too kind of um like you didn't even like hear people eating or rustling of like candy packages and stuff like it was just like unreal silence um but it there was so much of that like you know something's going on here but it's not showing you and that's so yeah. weird for a movie to do right because that's what a movie's like a comic their job is to show you sort of like hide that 
from your audience is really different, but um, it, it worked in a lot of ways. And then other ways, like it didn't, I really want to write about, I, I kind of want to write something for keep, I'm, I'm working on this uh, new, like my, it's not really a newsletter for my Patreon, but I, I'm kind of talking about my experience with this movie. Uh, just yeah, cause I've should. never, I've never, but I've, again, like I've never, whether you like it or not, even when you go see it, like even my, my sister, so it was me, my about to be brother-in-law and my sister, and, and this is basically what I've heard is it, it's like two out of three people like it, right? Two out of three people are like, what the fuck? Oh my God, this is this is on another level. And then one third are like, I paid $15 for this? Are you fucking kidding me? Which is what mm -hmm. my sister was like. But like, you know, it, it's a cool movie to talk about. Like my sis, like my brother-in-law, like, you know, we're, we're talking, bouncing ideas back and forth. And then you, you're, you start to realize like, you're like, Oh, I like this a little more than I thought. Um, but it, it, it dealt with a lot of what you're mentioning of like off panel scares. Um, the things even you kind of wanted to see that you leave the theater. Like I wanted to see this, you should have shown it to me, but it fucked with you and didn't, uh, you know, and, and that kind of makes you think about it more. And that's it. I like, you know, that if, if, that's cool that that's kind of one of your horror strategies and your sci-fi strategy too, because you did, you hid those aliens from us for a long time. Uh, you, you didn't use exposition. It was all, it, it was all fast paced. It was dialogue with some really great flashbacks. Um, the LSD not being real. Like that, that was one of the coolest moments. Like what a fucking, what a twist that you didn't let, you know, like that, this for that cop out you made, and then when you take that away from us and, and that's, that's really when the comic starts hitting differently too. Like that, that, that totally changes the pace and the tension and things start getting real, real, real fast. Mm. Um, how do you, you're really good at structure. Like where, where did you, you, you mentioned you did like some, some film stuff and, and film scripting. Like did that, you know, create the, you know, messing with scenes and scene transitions and stuff. Like, did, I feel like did that carry over into comics easy yeah. for you? And I think just watching a lot of movies, I think that's where okay. that comes from and just even watching bad movies and just being like this doesn't work and being able to see why that doesn't work or like watching a bad movie and let your mind wander and think about what you would do differently like there's nothing wrong with that like you it's kind of look down like this is what i would have done it's like well you're not the fucking guy to do that but i think that's a good way for writers to look at things it's just to think about like what would i do differently if you don't like it like let just still stick it out. There might be something that comes from it. You never know, unless it's like really bad. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you're being challenged by it, like if your mind's still going, then it's it's worth finishing. But yeah, like just, I think that was just watching a lot of things. I don't know. I don't think there was anyone that's like editorial wise, even before that I'm talking, you know, that really put me on like that structured path. I think it's just mostly, I have a terrible fucking attention span. I need to keep going. I need to keep moving. I need to be interested. <laughs> I feel like, it, like the heart and stuff that I put in the book, that's for me to help me get through it. Cause okay. that's what I'm drawn to in stories. So I think I'm mostly writing for me. Like if I'm bored on the page, like I, I know I'm fucking up and I, I'll do something differently. Like there's this mad cave book that, that got canceled that I did and I had trouble getting through it. Um, and I came up with this character that's just, like violent dri violence driven gore driven like they just need to see blood to appease the gods and like that was me like kind of being meta it's like the readers are my gods and i need to give them all the sacrifices and blood i can <laughs> on the page and so like that really elevated the book and made it fucking so crazy um but that's what got me through it so it's like if i'm not like if you're not excited when you write something it's, the readers aren't gonna Something's be excited up. Yeah, yeah your readers aren't gonna be excited either like don't force it. Like 
people can tell right away if you're having fun or not. See, that's when you when you mentioned when I'm like telling you all the ways that I love Stargazer and you come back with all the ways that you don't like. <laughs> but I, I I don't I didn't see those those moments even even when it got a little exposition heavy, like I you didn't really notice it because this you didn't have it in the previous issues. So it's like that's true. We we haven't seen this for three issues, and so yeah, you gotta fill us in a little bit. Mm. Also, the story that you filled us in on was really cool this like bad alien orb thing that like feeds off of like creation and ideas and personality right it's not it doesn't feed off the the fleshy organic bits it takes something so much more personal away from the society and the earth or the planet that it wants to consume you know like that was really you know because it's like we we've seen that before like galactus you know galactus comes and and he hungers and he eats the planet and takes takes everything and and you kind of made this new creature um but even then like it it, like it like it attacks the millions and billions of people on these planets at such a more personal level uh with with the ideas and and memory consumption and things like that i loved it so much and so yeah like when it does get exposition heavy, like I didn't care. I, I didn't care. Like, you know, there's, there's yeah. like, there's the, there's the bomb. We find out, you know, about like what, why this alien has dealt with these kids and watch them growing up and uh, revisiting the certain memories. Right. Uh, it was just like, all of that's going on right there. I, I mean, dude, you could have, you could have filled me with even more. I, I wouldn't have noticed it. Right. Cause it just, you at that moment you got you can't stop like you know that you're you're not walking out of the theater uh when when all that's going down there's there's too many too 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 many things at play and 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 it's like you're in the end game now right um so yeah it's i just i i just thought that was uh so good and and i think i think your horror is is great too and and i'm excited I mean, you, you could fucking write a Western romance next, man. I'd fucking be stoked for it. Like, I don't, you know, like, I, I feel like if I just see your name on a cover, like I'm going to buy it and I'm going to, I'm going to check it out and be excited about it. Cause I have, you know, faith in you. So don't like, you know, don't shit the bed now, but you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see you the next one. Uh, <laughs> but what, um, I know like, you know, we've, we, we both, we both read manga. We both like anime um you know what uh and we both love horror movies and 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 sci-fi stuff like what um you know book or show or cartoon or movie like what uh do you got do you have something that you like go back to every now and then that you like need some inspiration or need you know like put put some breath breath in your lungs or do you like to experience new stuff or like well like where's some of that where's some of that inspiration come from It's, it's hard to find something that like changes the way I think stories should be told. Um, there's one recently. Um, it's a manga called, uh, it's, I've heard it called Gantz. I've heard it called Gantz. So I'm going to yeah. say Gantz. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you read that one? No, I want, I want to, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's like, there's, there's like, what 11 volumes or something and they're like they're they're like the triple volume in one like you, you i want to check in, it out though it sounds you can cool read in one hour it's you can read the omnibuses in one hour like they're they're that fast paced nice. um but like that's the first one okay so it's like you start like it's 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 a rough read like i, I can't like go into it without like all the trigger warnings like it's 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 difficult to get through content wise you know i feel like a lot of manga is like that like uh, yeah. uh fujimoto who does chainsaw man um, yeah yeah he, he has a five Fire Punch series and which I loved and I thought the end was inspiring and transcendental and like blew me away but there's a lot of like 
sexual assault talk. Yeah, that, that's how the tone <laughs> That's exactly how this is. Like the first volume is that, and it's just like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> and like it's it's so hard to like recommend it to someone or talk about it. But like that stuff has to get out of the way first before you go any further into it. Like, yeah. just be be aware of that. But like, it's not even that. Like you like you start it with this piece of shit young character. Like you, you think about how Chainsaw Man is. Like you know, I don't remember the dude's name, but like always talking about his touching tits and stuff like Dingy, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's just like the other the other this piece of shit character that you don't give a single fuck about that you, he could die the next page and like in this book he actually he does die no spoilers um so he <laughs> does die. and then he comes back in this room this like uh empty apartment and in this empty apartment is this black ball this is gantz um and so gantz tells them to go out and they have to kill aliens and every time they kill an alien they get points and you get 100 points so you can get these options but that, that's the whole story pretty much. And you learn nothing the whole way until probably like the last two omnibuses. So it's just like, it's not about, so the things I learned from that, like, is like, you can have a dog shit character, but you have to make him grow. Like if he's going to be around, he's got to change. He's got to grow. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to have like, like, so you have a dog shit character, but you have to have someone else that you can look at. You know, mm. there you have to have a rainbow of characters. Like I think there's nothing more boring than having either all the characters are good, all the characters are bad, or you have like um, House of Dragon where everyone's morally gray. That shit bores the fuck out of me. I can't stand <laughs> that. Like it's it's you have to have something there that the audience can latch onto and cheer for. Um, in my opinion. Um, so that's what this book is. And like, that's, you have this awful character the whole time and you just watch him grow and like change and help people and become like not a piece of shit and someone you cheer for. Like that was a good change. I don't think I can think of many things that are like that. And then also never tell anyone what's going on. It, that doesn't matter. Like <laughs> who gives a shit what's going on? Like you don't need to tell anyone what's going on. Like I don't, I think that's the wrong reason that anyone should get, get attached against is like, I want to know what the mystery is. And it's like, I think maybe middle or halfway through it. I didn't give a fuck what the mystery was. Like you, you, you care about them getting the points who's going to survive because everyone dies like all the time everyone dies everyone dies that you can get attached to but like with games like they can also come back if you get 100 points you can say i want to resurrect this person so there's a chance that person can come back so there's a lot of ways where it hooks you and brings you back um so that's a big one that's kind of changed the way i look at things i like rule-based stories too so there's a lot of rules with that that I like. Um, the other manga is Blood on the Tracks. I've it's, heard that is like Heartbreak City. I don't know if it's Heartbreak City. It's just, yeah, I guess it kind of is, but it's more like this constant dread of and like fear of parents. Um, like there's, you know, you've got Cosmic Horror, which can be like, you know, everything, you know, when the, what you don't know. And I guess this is domestic horror where it's very local, very central. And like the fear is your, your mom. Like you don't know what's going on with your mom or how controlling she is. You don't realize that she's been so controlling to you. And it, the whole story is pretty much told in like these close-ups, like very tight close-ups and just like unsettling faces. And like just one of just like you turn the page and it's a double page spread of like the mom smiling. And it's just like this creepy unsettling smile. Like, something's going on here and like just leaving yeah. that off the page um i haven't seen any other like story kind of told that way um i don't want to spoil that one at all just yeah go into it and try it out yeah that's, that's like, one i've been wanting to check out like i've I, several i've seen several people talking about it uh i that's what is 
hurting me right now is I'm I'm buying so much and I'm doing a lot of like I'm new to it, right? So I'm doing a lot of mainstream shit, real popular shit. I'm also really into box sets and mm. I love manga and boxes. <laughs> yeah and it well it's cheaper too but like that's how i bought claymore like i mm-hmm. i 100 and, 150 bucks for 26 volumes of claymore and I've, I've read three of them so far and they're they're phenomenal uh i picked up I, I need to read pluto um i have the whole demon slayer saga i still need to read i you know like i'm, yeah. I'm really bad about like i get excited and buy a lot of shit even though like i'm way behind in reading and all you know and also i get fucking like i get like 50 review copies a week i just i just got signed up on on press list for for titan and dark horse and then got like covid and haven't reviewed any of their books and, oh, and yeah. i'm always like i'm always scared like uh that like one day the emails are going to quit showing up right like they're, they're going to be like this motherfucker never reviews any of our books <laughs> like, you off or not i don't think they would i think it no, you, gotta, you gotta like join comics gate or just fucking go crazy to like have them take you off i think but yeah it's it's, it's a weird fear of mine for some reason like and and like that that like old catholic guilt that i can't shed whereas like they're like they're giving me all these free comics i should probably talk about them yeah but yeah uh but so like i have so much to read all the time and i get these big ideas and big plans and and then uh and then i kind of shut down like i need i have have weird mental like i'm not like i'm crazy crazy but like i just i've like uh i'm i i get real i get a lot of good ideas and try and do too much and then don't do anything i need to like plan better kind of um and and i i also need to get more i need to like even when like i'm tired and cranky after work like i really need to be like dude just write a little bit work on something you know like uh because i'll i a lot of times like i'll fucking watch tiktok videos for an hour and a half and be like i could have done something with my life you, you, you'll feel the imbalance like you do um and like you yeah you, you can feel it and then like once you do it then you're like okay i need to do this more often like yeah don't beat yourself up over that too much like but um yeah i think i think once you'll you'll get you'll get the beat for it yeah, yeah. That, that's it's happened to me a lot lately so i know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about like just like yeah like i i'm such i'm so routine driven and like if something's out of whack i'll feel it but then i won't really identify it and then i'll go back to the routine and i'm like oh well this is it like waking up at 5 a.m to write or something like that like you just feel better i don't know things get things kind of align and it just makes everything better but yeah buying stuff manga goes out of print very very often so buy that like yeah keep yeah. up with it because it will go out of print unless it's big and popular like you know chainsaw man demon yeah. slayer well even even when i tried to when i was trying to buy chainsaw man um pretty much what the internet told us was like buy the volumes you can find yeah. now uh and then and then they did finally start reprinting them but then even when they get reprinted it takes a while to get shipped over here and so like yeah the, this whole deal because i started reading manga because everybody was like well it's not like comics you know like if you want to read something they're printing it they're making it it's so popular you know around the world like you know they're they're cranking out these volumes and mm-hmm. and i was like cool and then i got into it and then i was like oh cool i was like uh what was it um chainsaw man was one of them uh da, 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 uh the gundam i'm I, I like i really like gundam stuff and the 
I started buying uh, oh Gundam and twenty first or, or twentieth century boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, and and like I have the first two volumes of Twentieth Century Boys, but for a while, like volume two of Twentieth Century Boys was like fucking eighty, ninety dollars, right? From like a third party mm-hmm. seller. And then, but then like I'm learning if you get patient, they they do reprint. It is a it's a it's a little bit different than than our comics here. But yeah, there's there's so much. I I pay the two bucks a month for like the Viz Shonen Jump app, which is amazing. Um, all you get to read for two dollars a month, and then you know like. And, and and it's so cheap uh and and all and so much great stuff on there but yeah it's it's just crazy man like everybody i talk to there you know it's like uh it's like getting into comics again um you know when i i've always read comics i always love comics but i didn't get i didn't really get into collecting hardcore and going back to the comic shop until like you know like new 52 days sure. and and like when like the first avengers movie came out and i was like i started like buying posters and you know like i kind of got back into the nerdy scene mm-hmm. and and you know and, and now now it's like that with manga and it's like every day every day i hear about like a new series to check out a new creative to check out uh and any and even though manga does read quickly um you know it's it's still like uh everybody's like one piece like everybody's like oh you got to read that and i'm like there's a hundred volumes out right yeah now. yeah it's, like, it's hard <laughs> to pick and choose but like if you look for publishers i think dark horse is the one to be afraid of the most i think if you're reading a manga yeah. book like dark horse yeah. goes out pretty fast and they don't come back for a long time like yeah thought, and they're doing those those cool like the new berserk uh the, the fancy editions and stuff i've gotten a couple of yeah. those and like, if, if, if they're doing good they'll, they'll keep doing it but if they're not doing so good like i think there's it's something corpse delivery service they did the whole series and i think they stopped doing the last one because no one was buying it so it didn't oh, really yeah I, I don't know the details of that one i can't say but like gantz and i am a hero like they don't do reprints and it, it sucks like it's done like so now all the volumes are like what 100 bucks a pop yeah yeah but G- gantz is back gantz is coming back nice. you can get that but like i, yeah, I know hero. amazon's amazon's always uh asking me uh to buy out uh, and i'm pretty sure i got the volume 11 or something in, in one of the last dark horse press emails and like i some of them are like so sometimes they're like email us if you want like back issues but i don't want to be that asshole who's like hi guy at dark horse i'm the new guy on your press list can i get the previous 10 omnibuses of game <laughs> like that'd be cool uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, like, and I'm, I, I mean, I mean, I, I could ask, but I also know that even if they send it, I mean, I'm not gonna have time to get like a piece out in a week or two, you know, like, so I gotta like kind of figure out, but it's just like, uh, today I got a, I got a package from fucking Titan and, and Titan sent me, uh, some of their manga to like, like physical manga to, to check out. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I was really excited. Uh, the, uh, one of them's like the the origin of Astro Boy, uh, okay. like, and and then um and then the, the other one is um uh oh common common writer like the uh the the bug fighter people who's kind of like Ultraman but not really oh, okay um and it, and that's really that's that's nuts like it's really fun and but anyway like it was so cool like I've had some creators like send me stuff uh and and, and like Source Point Press sends out packages every now and then of like physical comics but uh yeah this was just like dude that I signed on they they sent me some emails and they were like they were like do they're like Blake do you need anything else and I was like well I was like I'd really like to review the new Blade Runner I was like I got can you send me the first issue and they sent me the PDF of that dude they've just been like really really catering to press that I'm not used to at all not and all. uh 
and then on top of that like sent me uh sent me some sent me three volumes of, of like real manga that i can like hold in my hand and read and and there and, and no no watermark right like that's that's you know, and i know why they do it because piracy is fucking shitty especially for comics but like you yeah. know like it's these are like real volumes and so yeah i was like i, I felt like real comics press today i was like and, and it was just cool because it's like i'm so in love with manga right now and it's not that i'm falling out of love with comics it's just like i have this new obsession there's so much new material it's it's so similar and simultaneously different you know like it's it's so much more visual and moves so much like you know you, you, you get these volumes right and it's like 200 page volumes and if you have a 200 page trade like you're sitting down for a couple hours reading that but mm -hmm. a, a volume of manga you like you said you can crank you can crank out some of these in, in minutes or under an hour just because it's, it's less dialogue it's so fluid it's so fast-paced yeah. uh and and so i'm just i'm really excited about it i've tried so hard man i, I really want to do a, a, a spinoff podcast called unbelievable and i i think everybody online might secretly hate me because like I've never tried to find a co-host before and I've like reached out like the people that got me into manga. I'm like, do you guys like want to talk about this and record it and we can like put it out on the internet. And they're like, they're like, Oh, I'm so busy. And I'm like, and I, I, I get, I get that too. Cause I'm like, I'm the, I'm the guy, I don't have kids or anything. Right. So like my life is a lot different than other people, but it's like, I really, really want to cover manga more and talk about manga and and get i want to find people like me who a year ago didn't know shit and thought dragon ball z sucked and like now i still don't really know shit but dragon ball z is dope i was so wrong about it and i'm finding so much more new stuff and it's it's so eye-opening man it's it's yeah and it makes you it makes you think about our comics differently it makes yeah. you think about pacing and structure and 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 real concise and abrupt dialogue differently. It just makes you, you know, it's like like reading, like when you're reading prose and you're you read like a short story, or then you read a nonfiction essay, or then you read like some poetry. Like it, it all just hits a little different. And, yeah, and I, it, I always think about like what what makes it different. Like that's it's I don't know the way they do things over there. I think it's more competitive. Um, oh, the writing's more competitive. competitive and yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think editorial like does push for things that sell often and like what has worked before and they do repeat that over and over and over and you'll see the same things over and over and over but it works it just yeah. works um i think it almost sounds thing. torturesome sometimes like you almost feel bad for these mangakas yeah. right like it yeah. like the 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 crushing deadlines and the like the unrelentingness of it all and like you mentioned the the uh the, the competition and, and what it takes to stick out mm -hmm. but i mean again like that's that like when you get these these banger mangas like they're really good because they're mm -hmm. having to they're having to rise up uh just like just like if you uh like these days now like if you write a fucking uh if you write a zombie or vampire story you know you got to dive deep and really figure out how to make that stand out when yeah. there's fucking walking dead out there yeah. uh and and like that's like when i know you know earlier uh when we were dming uh we we talked we were talking a little bit about uh jeff lemire last night because i i i'm doing this like uh, i'm trying to do these themed read months right so like i did noir november I did uh, a Christmas to Remender and read a bunch of Rick Remender stuff uh, in December. And uh, this January, I'm doing Jeffuary and reading a bunch of, of Lemire. And and I read his uh, Little Monsters, which is a vampire story. And okay. and it's like, it's similar to, like, it reminds me of the Lost Boys, but with younger looking vampires that are older. Okay. Um, but they're like these vampire children. And 
And it's like basically after COVID 2.0 like ruined the world and there's not many there's not many vampires left. There's not many people left. It's this dystopic world with these like kid vampires trying to like live and they finally eat a person. They, they, they're, they're living on like rats and animals, like drinking the rat blood and they don't know any different. And then one day they find a, a injured person and they feed off of him. And then it's like, uh, it, it, it's, it's like they're addicted to it. Right. Like they, like they did heroin and now they need their, their fix. Right. But there's no heroin left in the world. And it's so crazy. And it, it, so anyway, you know, you gotta, you gotta really come up with these like, you know, interesting aspects to, to, uh, stick out. And, and, and manga, I feel like has no issue with that. Like, like there's, there's like all these battle manga, but you know, like they're still all wildly different, you know, like, uh, you, when thinking of like demon slayer, as opposed to like Jujutsu Kaisen, like sometimes when you talk about them, um, they sound a little similar in some aspects, like, uh, okay, one's a curse, one's a demon, but they're both still kind of demon monsters but when you read them like the tone the art everything's wildly different and so unique and again man i just i i really want to like i love talking about comics i'll never not talk about comics i love talking to guys like you and and you know hyping up books and getting excited about you know indie comics coming out but I would really, I, I think it'd be cool to, um, you know, find people like me a year ago who knew some things, but didn't know a lot and like, you know, convince them to try it and then, and then help them after that. Like, you know, like, Oh, I read this. This was really cool. Now I'm real fucking intimidated. Cause, uh, there's m so much to choose from. I don't know where to go next. You know, it'd be, it would be cool to like be a, like a American manga guru to like help the, yeah. help the helpless, like navigate the scene. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and so like that, I, I would really love to, to, to do that, but yeah, it's, uh, I would come back for, I would come back for a couple episodes. I couldn't do the whole series, but yeah, I would come back for like horror, like, Anything horror manga, I would definitely come back for. It's, that's not that's not too big of an area to cover, but it would still be good to cover. It, it, I, I, folks need to know there's more than Junji Ito out there, and like I want to yeah. <laughs> help point them in the direction of that. And see, I still don't, is. I still don't know that. Like, uh, you know, uh, Attack on I, I don't know that I would consider Attack on Titan a horror comic, even though like a lot of the imagery is 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 god awful, terrifying, and yeah. and bothersome. Um, but like, uh. I don't know much about horror manga. I uh, like when people ask me like what horror manga should I read? I tell them I'm like Junji Ito. Cause he's fuck, like, I'll never look at a snail the same way ever. Yeah, yeah, like right. after Uzumaki, man, like that shit, that shit fucked with me in a good way. Um, but I, there's, there's not a, you know, I, I don't have, um, I don't have that repertoire yet of like how to like, give a lot of good recommendations. Like I can give mainstream recommendations. Like, yes, chainsaw man's awesome. Um, I'm dude, I'm like dragon. I bought the dragon ball Z box set, read the first issue, then bought the dragon ball box set. Cause in the first issue, they talk about all the stuff that happens in dragon ball. And I was like, I got to experience this. Go back. Yeah. And like, so like, that's so cool, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still limited in, in, in my reading. And so, yeah, it would be, it would be cool to like, maybe that's what I should, maybe I should just keep doing something like this and just figure out which, which of you fucking writer nerds, like, like manga and have you come back on and, yeah and, and, I, and spit and spit some stuff i don't i don't know if there's i don't run into too many that go that go super deep i don't know every yeah every now We're and then because i'll post i'll post like you know when i get stuff in the mail i post it yeah. and, and every now and then like uh 
a writer I like will be like, oh, I love this. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, nice. Like, cool. Because there is some kind of, you know, I don't see a lot of, and I get it too, man. When you're, when you're writing and, and trying to live your life, and especially if you're writing with a day job and doing stuff, like, you don't get to read every new comic book. You don't get to read every new manga. You're, you're working on your own stuff. You're, you yeah. try to stay relevant in the scene and know a little bit about what's going on. And, you know, you, you got kids and some people got kids and families and shit, you know, and, and stuff to do. So I, I get it. It gets, it gets hard to like stay up to date, but I'm, I'm about to ask you right now, like, all right. So if, if, if Junji Ito is out of the equation, what's a horror manga we should all check out? Um, Man, like what sucks with me, like I, like don't know how to pronounce the title or i can like i can type it in but i can't <laughs> say it um i don't know i don't know where i would point you next i would definitely point you to blood on the tracks because i think that's something very special okay there's there's nothing at all like that um the other one that's nice and short like i can't i don't know i would have to look it up it's like fawn notain or something like that hmm. um they're all like two three page um horror shorts that like just dig into like a, a little a little tiny i don't know like a little tiny fear like you're you're in a room or you're walking past um a dark hallway and you're like i can't look at this dark spot i can't look at this dark spot in the hallway i can't look in this open door this open room and then like the character doesn't look at it and they, they know not to look at it and then we see what they're looking at and it's just like this really like tight disturbing face um dude you gotta fucking see skin and rink it it reminds me of them people are talking about everything you're talking yeah like everything it's it's so so i don't okay so did you i guess these are it's sort of a waking nightmare but like i guess it was kind of it's kind of a trope like it's not like unheard of when i was a kid and it would usually happen at my grandma and grandpa's house because i i stayed there a lot because my parents worked like my mom worked late my dad worked two jobs uh because they really wanted to put my sister and i through private school and it cost all this extra money um my mom's mom was real religious and my dad made this promise to her when they got married that he'd, he'd put the kids through private school and and so like i mean man, there was one time when my dad was working like three jobs uh just to kind of help us pay these tuition fees but anyways uh i used to be at my grandma and grandpa's all the time and you know like i when i would like take a nap as a kid i had these really weird nightmares where nothing happened uh but but i would like wake up it would feel like i woke up in bed like i felt like i was awake and like uh this the, the door would open slowly and that's literally the only thing that would happen is this door would slowly open and I knew like it w- it couldn't just like in my mind, I knew like there's there was no draft or nothing like like the door was opening slowly because something was making it open slowly. And I never really saw what was behind the door, but just the door moving and that vacant dark space that kept getting bigger and bigger as the door opened. And I would feel like powerless and I couldn't move. Right. Like I was in bed. I was stuck. I couldn't wake up. I couldn't run. I couldn't scream. I couldn't do anything. I was like I had those nightmares a lot at my grandma and grandpa's house and i've read like online and stuff like i've, I've read that's like borderline sleep paralysis kind of like, like it, it yeah it's like a, it's like a problem people had and 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 that very much is what's like skin and makes you feel that like for a fucking solid hour and a half nice. <laughs> and like and 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 i didn't like that right i it, it would i've never felt that kind of uncomfortable before and it like brought me back to these like weird moments as a child having weird nightmares and uh mm. and so yeah anyways that that what you just mentioned sounds a lot like that too like these these weird little fears this uh this this dark space that like you're 
don't look there don't look you know like and then you and then of course right like something tells you not to look there you're gonna look there you're gonna look yeah. there and you're gonna stare you're gonna get scared so yeah it's uh that's interesting there's there's one that's I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet and i really want to and it's getting compared to junji ito it's called ptsd radio the first same guy right now same guy oh really yeah same guy yeah that's if you check that one out same thing it's nice. a short, little, short little story same same uh illustrator it's yeah that's it Cool. I'll, I'll look in. Yeah. Cause I've really been wanting to check that out and I keep, I, I keep waiting. Um, and then that, and uh, what is it, like the floating classroom or something? It's Dissolving like a classroom. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, it reminded me of, uh, I, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, cause I, when I used to pull comics a lot, I got broke and I was, uh, uh, uh James, James Tinian's, uh, the woods. Like it kind of reminded me of that, right? Because this like whole school like gets transported somewhere, and all this yeah. weird shit happens. Yeah. The, so like in the real world, it looks like a bomb blew off in the building, and there's just a big crater there. Um, but yeah, all the kids are in this other world, other place, somewhere, um, and it's just about them figuring out where they're at, where they go, and it's it's kind of Lord of the Flies a bit. Okay. Um, I don't think it sticks. It kind of gets kind of gets old i guess i don't know i, I still love it um but like that's one of those earlier ones it's nice to see because that's um i think probably 80s or 70s yeah um so it, it's cool to go there and see kind of what manga looked like and like storytelling was back then but yeah there's there's monsters in it um well insects i guess giant insects and then like you know just the the kids themselves like they it gets brutal with the kids like they they like there's 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 kids suicides there's kid executions but like it doesn't read like i don't know where you want to like throw the book at the wall or something like that it feels like it's in place and it's it's done with like that like the 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 70s and 80s manga like that's not realistic like what we have now where it's like the hyper realistic black and white like this is definitely a cartoon and there's that separation from it like there's there's some scenes in there that are pretty rough but like it's 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 not as intense as like a junji Ito. like if, if, if a more detailed artist was doing it it would be a lot more difficult to get through oh, um, i gotcha but I yes like how fearless manga is you yeah. know like and, and I, I think that's culture too right like i'm ve- I'm, I'm very liberal i don't want this to like come out wrong but you know like there's a lot i've gotten in trouble with this recently my the People who I almost said own my podcast, they don't own it. But like my podcast network recently told me that, like, I should be more careful with things I say online, like randomly calling a little douchebag comics gate trash. And like (laughs) they kind of I got like a finger wagon the other day. Right. They were like, hey, like, it's not just Blake Morgan anymore. It's like Blake and this other stuff you're involved with. And just, you know, be careful. I didn't you know, they, they didn't get like mad at me. They just said they just told me to be careful you know and uh and and so like i feel like we all have we have to be careful with what we say these days and and again a lot of us definitely do you know there's fucking nazis marching around in our streets right now and terrible shit's going on and and you know that's all kind of spinning out of the same deal right there's it's real easy it's too easy to 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 formulate hatred right now right and 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 it's it's so much easier to like hurt people and scare people in bad ways not in like entertaining ways and and so it's like you know we have to watch a lot of what we say a lot of how we act um and and i feel like with manga that they're they're like no you know like it's just like if if this is where our story's gonna go we're gonna get real and dark and weird and that's just how it's gonna be in this case definitely like it like yeah it has to go to the places that it goes with the kids and like the, how the adults treat the kids too. 
because there's not very many adults and like they're all looking to the adults and the adults are panicking not knowing what's going on either um so yeah like it, it definitely goes where it needs to go um the battle royal manga is pretty good too on the topic of kids like that situation is that the same like from the movie when they wear the necklaces mm-hmm. like, that they, from the movies from forever yeah, I, think, I think the manga is my best way to go my favorite way to go okay. with it um just like i, I didn't know that i knew the movie i've seen a couple of the movies uh which i which i loved i didn't know there was manga that's yeah. I get, so that gets me excited i like i'm starting to like reading it more than than watching the anime that's why I spent so much money on the Dragon Ball mangas, like, because everybody was like, "Dude, there's so many episodes. Like, how much time in the day do you have?" As opposed yeah. to like reading the manga, and it like it, you can get it, you can get that story, you know, like mainlined, right? Like yeah. shoot it right into your main. That's another thing. Like, that there's a discussion that needs to happen with manga, is it's it's not as accessible. Not, I'm not even talking price of you know. The, the the actual cover price or it being out of print and like that out of print price mm-hmm. um it's it's just very hard to find some of these books and where do you i mean i know personally where like you know, privacy has to come uh, not privacy uh, piracy has to come into it if you're going to get these items or read these items that the publisher's not putting out anymore no one's being paid for it do you go to those sites and read them is yeah. that the only way to do it like it's it's like an ethical kind of I don't know middle point you got to decide for yourself when you're getting into manga. It's like this is the only way to read this. Um, yeah. It's gone basically. It's completely gone. Um, it's it, you can't even track down like an eBay hundred dollar copy if you wanted to. And even if you did buy that <laughs> eBay hundred dollar copy, that creator and that publisher aren't getting they get anything. nothing. Yeah. So why not? I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's that, definitely like, that's something that's that, definitely a discussion. Yeah. You had that, you know, something. If you're going to get into manga, you might like you're going to encounter it. You're going to see things that you can't get that seem so fucking cool. Yeah. And it's like they could change the way you, you know, view certain things, uh, view view genres or view a writing style. And it's like, do you do that? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah, same. I'm a like, creator with stuff out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm that. not touching that. But yeah, no, I, I get that, it. You get there, and like, it does suck. It, it it sucks to jump in and tell these tell people about like this really cool stuff, and it's like, oh, you can't get it. Nobody can get it. Like, yeah. And I, I think more more uh, manga publishers and distributors are kind of like being aware that like. We need to get on this stuff, like and make it accessible some way, because we're losing so much money on this. Mm-hmm. We're stuff we're just sitting on, just put it out. Like it's it's slowly trickling out. And thank God for like Junji Ito, because I think that's stirred up a lot. His stuff keeps yeah, coming he's out. Just, like, he's got a he's got a new Netflix yeah, show that just exactly. dropped this week too. Like like that's the thing. Like I remember when like a lot of the stuff that I was into that just got big, like Walking Dead. Like I was there reading those single issues when it was like before it hit like the tens. Like it was you know single digit that I was reading, and then like just to get everyone on board with it. And it's like people are like, oh, doesn't it suck that you know everyone's here and doing this and it's driving into the ground? I'm like, no, it doesn't change it at all for me. Like, yeah, I'm getting on so much cool content from it. Like this, The Walking Dead. I love the Telltale game. That was cool. But like, I got a yeah. show from it got all this from it like i didn't really care for the show but like it's still like i'm getting stuff i would like to see no it doesn't really bring everyone to the party that's what i say totally yeah and the show i used to we used to be real obsessed with my family used to be real big on the uh the sunday night shows right like when game of thrones sopranos um uh we do it we do it now with chiefs football 
um you know like we, we we all my whole family can cook i've always i've been very blessed in, a, in myself like we're all good in the kitchen so like you know when we tell people to come over for dinner most people aren't going to get mad about it right you know so it's like but that was our deal you know like have have, have the family a few friends over watch the sopranos watch game of thrones watch walking dead walking dead turned into <laughs> walking dead started feeling like the second day of quitting smoking like every sunday and it like got like too much and it was just like i like couldn't hang it but i i like the i still need to get the fourth compendium but i've read the, the first the three compendiums and, and i i do like them and want to finish it one day but yeah it's uh it, it's a, it, it's it's a i don't get mad when things get popular i want things to get popular yeah. i want the, i want the creatives i love and respect i would dude i would i i wish i had the kind of pull where like after sunday like a shit ton of people buy stargazer or you mm-hmm. know and they were like oh i heard blake talk about stargazer and now i have to read it and like i would love that like i want i want your when i find people i like i want other people to like them i want your names to get out there like because if they don't you're not you know like eventually like people may quit trying or or you know you the rejection you may maybe you can't deal with their the, like you don't want to deal with rejection anymore you don't want to deal with comic drama publisher drama you know like get popular yeah. like there's not there's no there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that i fuck gatekeeping all day yeah. like I, I don't i don't get that at all um anyway I, we we have spiraled and and and, and this has been a, a great a great conversation um I do want to remind people that initially we were here to talk about shows in uh, which the, the second volume comes out the 25th yep. and it's going to be available at any bookstore at any comic shop. Well, not, you may have to order it from your comic shop, but you can get it from any comic shop. It's going to be in print. It's ready for you. Volume one is also ready for you. And ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Cleveland is a really good fucking writer and he's going to take you on a really good fucking adventure. And these are two trades that you need to pick up. And while you're at it, you may as well tell him to order that Stargazer trade because it's still in print. And that is also, um, that's also great. And if, if you're a single person, you know, yeah, you can comb your dollar bins and shit, or you can go to the Mad Cave website and order the, uh, the single issues as well. Uh, again, these are great books that just need to be experienced. Uh, after all this horror talk, after all this manga talk and a little bit of movie talk, I do want to, I want to ask you one last question, Anthony. And I want to know what's the last thing that scared you, whether novel, TV show, manga, prose, whatever, like what, Oh, what creeped you out when you had to like stop and turn out the lights and go to bed? I mean, like I've been, because of this, the new series that's coming out, I've been creeping. I was a coroner for four years. So I've been creeping back. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've been creeping back on my old cases and like, um, yeah, that the stuff that I encountered there, um, what got me the worst there was besides like, um, you know, yeah, it was charred bodies like that fucked me up. Like that's, that was hard to get out of. Um, wow. so dipping back to those memories, I don't know, like I, I haven't been really too scared, but like dipping back to those memories was rough thinking about like, is it's, um, like the smell, like, the smell I couldn't get out of my head when I was thinking about it, but it was good because I got the channel all Wait, that. The, the smell was good. Like it no, smelled like it, a stick. No, it's good because I was able to confront them. It smelled like I wanted stories, to eat it, but I knew I couldn't thoughts. eat it. <laughs> it was good because yeah, I, I I got to confront it head on and nice. put it all into a story that's coming out um, this year, uh, first horror series. So 
there's, there's good from it. It was my therapy. <laughs> when, I, when I dealt with it then, it wasn't good. But like this was like going back to it and redoing how I took care of it. And uh, yeah, like I mean, like horror is how like you make sense of the things that, you know, fuck with you, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's using fiction to kind of tell yourself and to talk yourself through it. So it was really cool to do that with this story. I think that's probably the first time like got to dive into something like that. So, yeah. The, the charred body is freaking out. <laughs> I could, I could imagine that. Yeah. That's uh, I've never seen like a dead body other than like a relative at a, at a funeral. Right. Like I, I've never like stumbled. My dad has, my dad had a pest control body and was spraying a restaurant and like the owner of the restaurant or just some guy who worked there or something like hung himself behind it. And like no one had seen him for a while. And my dad stumbled across it when he was spraying and had to like call the cops. And it yeah. was like the body was bloated and stuff because it had been there for a while. And, and, uh, and yeah, my, my dad used to tell me like crazy stories about that. Yeah. I, I used to go with, I, I want to write a, I, I want to, I don't know, like, like if it would be a comic or a book or something, but like the pest control life is fucking nuts. I like, believe it. So, so my dad had, my dad used to do all these restaurants in Kansas City, right? And, and when I was, I was like a little kid and his company was called the eliminators. And so my dad used to have this fucking Derringer, this little two shot Derringer. And he used to have always have it in his back pocket. Even and also like when I was, you know, approaching drinking age and he was bartending, he always had this little Derringer in his pocket. And, uh, and my dad, he, my dad used to be a crazy motherfucker, right? Like my dad used to tell these stories. He used to get like, he used to, my dad used to be real wild. And then he had heart surgery and now he like cries uh, when he watches dog videos and shit. It's so gnarly, like how he changed. Uh, but anyway, so like he's, he, he gets called in this restaurant cause this the guy tells him, he's like, he's like, I don't know if it's a dog or a raccoon or a rat. There's this thing in the basement. And so my dad, and he goes, right. And, and he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes to this restaurant and he's like laying out like normal mouse traps and putting poison out there and shit. And he hears something. And he, he shines his flashlight like under under a cabinet. And and he, and, and he tells the story. My dad says he's, he's the biggest fucking rat he's ever seen, like a small dog. And he said, he said when he hit it with the flashlight, the rat stood up like on its hind legs, like it was gonna fight him, like a rabid kangaroo. And oh it was God. like, ah. And my dad pulled out his derringer and <laughs> shot this fucking rat in the face. <laughs> And the manager comes running down and the manager's like, what the fuck was that? My dad was like, I got the rat. <laughs> and so I get, my dad lived this, this crazy rock star pest control life. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but it, he like told me all these crazy stories. Um, uh, one, one, this one time, this old guy couldn't find his dog and, and my dad found the dog covered in fleas in the basement and, and it was dead and the, the basement floor was moving and it was like covered in bugs. Yeah. And my mom will still attest to this story when, when he came home. So he had to like duct tape his jeans to his shoes and stuff. So like the yeah. fleas couldn't get under his clothes. And, uh, and, and he came home and my mom said his jeans were black and she made my dad strip naked in the front yard before she would let him like come in the house. He stripped naked. She blasted him with the hose and he came in. So I, he like told me all these, all these crazy stories like that. And I like forever, man, like these, you know, like there's something, there's something like primordial, right. About like these like fleas, you know, like everybody knows what a fucking flea is. Everybody knows what a cockroach is. You know, everybody mm -hmm. knows what a rat is. 
but the the you know when you see them in these in these yeah. different circumstances, right? They they turn into these like monstrous monstrous terrifying things. So yeah, I always yeah. wanted I always wanted to do something with that. I, but like I said, I don't I don't know what. Um, but anyway, um, you know this is we're we're here to talk about you and your books, and instead we'll just talk about my weird childhood, and my my dad the whole time. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> no, it's good. No, get get those stories from your dad. Write them down. Save them. Definitely. Um, but yes, again, Anthony, this was so, I'm, I, I was so excited to talk to you again. Um, I've wanted to talk to you for, uh, since before I started Blake's buzz, um, I loved stargazer and, um, when, when for real dude when when you when we talked on twitter and and you sent me some of your comics in the dm like that was like a really big moment for me and it just um i'll, I'll remember that like for my whole life it was just really cool i really respect your writing and and love it and i'm such a, i'm a big fan i guess is what i'm trying to say i'm a big fan of your work and and you're a really cool dude and this was a really fun two hours and i really appreciate you spending that time with me and um i know you got something coming out later this year uh if you ever want to come back on or, or want to hype it up or whatever, I'm always here for you. Um, other than that, man, I, I know I've kept you for a while. Like um, Tuesday, this is, this is going to go out Sunday, but Tuesday you can buy the new shows in and you definitely should. Uh, anything else you want to, you want to say to the, to my, to my wide exciting audience hanging on every word we've said for the last couple hours. I don't know. I don't know. Buy it, please. <laughs> I, want to come back for three. I want to come back for three. I really want to come back for three and wrap it up. Um, I do yeah. too. It, it, it ends in a good way. It really does. But it def it also ends in a way where you could do more. Mm -hmm. Another deal where I think is so hard and impressive with comic book writers is because you guys don't always know when you're going to get to come back and tell the story. So you want to end it and you want your audience to like be satiated. Um, but do you also want to like, you know, leave, you know, you want to leave some snacks uh, for us to, or, you know, some breadcrumbs to pick up and, and nibble totally on while we wait for a possibility. So yeah, yeah it's, yeah. I, I hope, I hope it happens. I, I really hope uh, we get, we get a third and final volume. Um, I, I, I love, I love the story. I love Lorelai. She's a, she's a fiery, she's a fiery little, little carnival princess. And, and <laughs> I, I, I want to know, I would like to, see how she ends up uh somehow but yeah man it again like thank you so much for for coming on my show uh it was a, a, such a pleasure to talk to you uh everybody who listens like i am not fucking lying buy stargazer buy shows in volume one and definitely like you, you know call your shop and let them know that you want uh shows in volume two like it may be next week before they get it since you know you're going to learn about this on sunday but it's definitely worth picking up and you can like you can also go to mad cave's website uh, browse their store. They've got special variants, some cool extra stuff uh, that you can get. Uh, they sell digital copies as well, whatever your jam is. I promise you're going to dig it. It's it's a fun, wild, high-paced story, and the art in both volumes is absolutely gorgeous. Like, it, it, it will blow your mind staring at these pages. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't get them out of my head, and, and I don't want to basically uh so yeah man um i'm i i guess uh i saw i always feel weird man. i feel like i'm on the phone in grade school like you know like talking to someone and i'm just you like, hang up first yeah yeah <laughs> no, I go, no i'll wait for you i'll wait you do it you do it now but for real this was so cool for me and and um i'm really excited for whatever whatever you got coming later this year man i'm i'm fucking ready for it i'm i'm i will be i'll be hanging on the uh, hanging on the edge waiting for a, a update for that in, in the next few months or whenever that comes from but for real man you uh come back on the show sometime and we'll hype that up and i'll tell more weird stories about my family and yeah, and <laughs> 
check them out. Go, go, go see Skinamarink, man. Or, 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 if, if, or at least, I mean, I guess it'll be on Shutter in, in a month or so. But, it is. It's uh, a Shutter exclusive. Yeah. So it'll come. Yeah. I'll, I'll get yeah. there. It, it 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 has a a lot of a lot of the stuff you've said about how how you write and how you use structure and the unseen elements that bother us is very much uh uh what this film does in, in a lot of weird unexpected very uncomfortable ways um I mean, ladies and gentlemen this is another episode of blake's buzz i do want to say i really missed everybody um, I got really sick and I got COVID and, and then I had like two weeks of recovering from it and I couldn't do much and I was sleeping a lot and it just, um, I'm really glad to be back. And this was a really, I was, I, I haven't had an interview in a month, Anthony, and I was kind of nervous tonight. I was like, I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know if I was still going to have my mojo. I said, I didn't know if I was going to be fun to talk to anymore. All like, there. All there. <laughs> it didn't fade one bit. You got Wait, it all. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have more content for you. Anthony, um, best of luck to you in, in your future endeavors. And I, and I really hope people people check out this second volume. Um, I hope it does well for you because I would definitely be there for volume three. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Blake's Buzz. I am I'm just so lucky and, and so happy that you guys still listen to me and still want to come on my show. Um, Anthony, I, I I appreciate it, bud. And like I said, we'll we'll drop this on Sunday and, and hopefully make you rich or something, right? There we go. Let's do it. Buzz, buzz, babies. We're taking a little break from that awesome interview you're listening to to talk about an awesome comic shopping experience I've stumbled across. Let me tell you about GagesComicPages.com. This is a family-owned mom-and-pop type shop, but they're all online. The Gage family is putting themselves out there and putting in the work so that people who don't have a local comic book shop can still get comics every week. These are good people. They ship quickly and securely, and shipping free if you spend over $10. Basically, if you buy three or more comics, shipping's free. And what's better than that? If you use the code BLAKESBUZZ, you get 10% off your first order. And if you want to pre-order something or make special requests, sending a message through their website is super easy. They can even make you a pull list. The Gages are great people with a great shop and a great outlook on nerd life, and I highly encourage you to check them out. Again, that's GagesComicPages.com.